With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside Hour 2, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We got Rick Buecher coming your way in about 20 minutes. All the biggest news from the NBA, including Devin Booker, 51 points tonight for the Suns. Through three quarters, early in the fourth, the Suns have an 18-point lead, so maybe Booker is done for the night, but 51 points through three quarters for Devin Booker. Maybe the Suns are getting back to being the Suns. It looked like they were the Suns, yeah. then they struggled, now they may be back to being the Suns again. It was up, it was down, they became on their way back up. Devin Booker, 51 tonight. Really nice of you to not punctuate it's coming against the Bulls. I, I See, buddy, I, I did that for you. I, he I just kind of left it up as he's got this monstrous game as if yeah. he were playing on a Nerf hoop on the back of his door in his dorm room. No, no, no. He's uh, beating up on professionals uh, at home. And you look at uh, a 110-92 game, uh, entertaining 20 of 25 from the field. How the hell is a shooting guard 20 of 25? Defense! <laughs> Tom Thibodeau used to have him running around there. No, no, once upon a time. No, six of no, seven no. from three-point range. The fact that he's only taken six free throws. Run out and hit him. Get him out of his comfort zone. What are we doing here? <laughs> So we'll have more on this game and more with Rick Buecher uh, from the on the NBA coming up in about 20 minutes. But when this story broke today, it became a really big deal right away. Jeff Howe, 
who is a longtime Patriots insider, covers a team for The Athletic, uh, wrote this on Wednesday about what Tom Brady could do for next year in the NFL. He says, quote, don't ever write off the Patriots, as he and Bill Belichick still have an abundance of respect for one another, and that Brady could go back to New England for next year, and it would mean a domino effect of things like Mac Jones being traded or maybe Mac Jones sits behind Tom Brady. It would be certain negotiations would have to be okayed in advance that Brady would be okay going year to year with a contract, not wanting all kinds of money up front, uh, not wanting a long deal. Uh, so there would be some stuff that would have to be figured out, but not what you would, but not what you would think about, oh, they got to get over their egos and their clashing. Brady back to New England can happen. Now, look, we've told you for a long time, Brady's going to continue to play, right? He got divorced. The whole big thing of him not playing football anymore was being with his family. Now he's divorced, and he's going to be able to play. He wants to play till he's 50. You know he doesn't want to leave after this year. He's going to play somewhere next season, guaranteed. Not going to be in Tampa, because Tampa's not a team that suddenly, hey, we're in one off season away from revamping and reloading. No, this Tampa team is done. Brady needs to go someplace else. New England has a lot of money to spend. Uh, other teams will have money to spend as well. Maybe it's San Francisco. He's playing somewhere. But let's have a real conversation about why Brady can go back to New England. Because for all of the, the reasons about why Brady could go back, people are going to focus on the field, on the field, on the field. And I'll tell you why I can see Brady going back to New England, Mike, and it's much more human and much more personal than that. What did Tom Brady do in the last couple of years, right? He was in New England. New England was his home. Right for how long? Twenty years. He's the patron saint of Boston. Everything that the guy, the guy's a legend everywhere, but specifically in Boston. It's where he, it's where he, he came in after college. It's where he lived. It's where he got married. He's got kids. He's raising a family in Boston. What happens? Things get weird with New England, and they want to push him out. So he leaves for Tampa Bay, goes to Tampa, relocates his family to Tampa, and they're kind of still all over the map and moving between Tampa and Boston. And what happens? He plays a couple of years. And he winds up getting divorced. So now his whole family life has been uprooted. And now he's divorced and he's a single dad and he's got to figure out time with his kids from a human standpoint. Now we talk about him, you know, oh, he's a superstar. But just like any divorced dad, he's got to figure out his life. And what am I going to do? Am I going to stay in Tampa where... I really don't have the roots that I had in Boston. Am I going to stay here? Am I going to? Am I going to go someplace else? Am I really going to go? Be okay if I go back to San Francisco? Am I going to be three thousand miles away from the rest? Am I going to really do that? This is why New England makes sense because it's Brady going home to something familiar when his life is in a period of upheaval. He's going through a divorce. What What do you do when, when big things like this happen in your life? People move home. Right? It's like a Hallmark movie, like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Somebody gets divorced, they move home, they reconnect with the person they dated in high school who is now the town doctor, and she helps him plan a fall festival, and they fall in love, and that's how it goes. Right? You've it's really gotten happens. sucked into all those Christmas movies pretty fast. So. It, it, it's what happens. Brady's the quarterback who has a life change. He moves back home, and he reconnects with his high school sweetheart who is a veterinarian, <laughs> and they have this big thing where they they save a lot of dogs. They plan a Christmas festival, and that's how the, that's how the movie ends. Lisa Notice Chabert. how they never go home and find someone just living in their parents' basement. Oh no 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 no! That never happens. Never. Happens. Or they become a uh, you know just kind of wandering hippie or something. No, there's always the doctor, the vet, the, the yeah. you know mogul. 
what have you been up to, man? Nothing, man. Just still living in my parents' basement. Still working at the movie theater. Yeah, I get free tickets. I get to go to movies all the time, man. It's great. Oh, all right. So, yeah, yeah. I get 30 hours a week. I got 15 years in there now, man. It's awesome. You want to come to the movie sometime? It's going to be great. I mean, that, that's, that, that's what happens. And I, you know, I, maybe because it's, it's the holidays now, and I think about the Hallmark movies and Brady movie. Forget about 80 for Brady. It could be the, Hall, the Hallmark movie for Brady. But still, going back home is going to be a grounding thing and a settling thing. Okay, now I'm back in Boston, close enough to New York, wherever we wind up settling. It's easy to get back to your old life, where your kids were, where, who they were friends with, and back with the old family. It's an easy thing to do. And going through a divorce is a real traumatic time for anybody, much less a guy that had to live it through the New York Post for the past five months. All right, this is what's going on. Giselle and him are upset. Giselle's always had a bit of a temper, and this is not the first time it's happened. They, they really had a big blow up and all these things. I thought, oh, man, you got to see this all the way through in the newspaper every single day and online every single day. The grounding going back to what's familiar is a huge pull for that reason alone. I can see Tom Brady going back to New England just for that. OK, here's where I was successful. I'm comfortable here. I can hit the ground running and we can win. Right. I've won here before. The Patriots are going to spend more money. They have like one hundred million dollars uh, of salary cap money to spend next year. So they can they can start spending again. Uh, hopefully they got to spend it better than they did two years ago when Brady left. But, the, you know, the possibility of winning is there. So it's not like Brady's going to show up and play for a couple of years. The team's going to stink. No, he wants to win. But that that pull. Going back to New England, yeah, I can easily see that happening specifically for that. Because when you have a big life change like that with a divorce, especially as high profile as it is there, and you're trying to figure out coast to coast and everything else, and you got to see pictures online of, is this your wife's new boyfriend like a month after you guys are divorced? Is it? Uh, yeah, going back to something familiar is a really popular thing. It's a big pull to go do. Yeah, I think when we look at the the larger picture, right? He did his Let's Go podcast the other day and was kind of talking about it from the week to week, finished the season, and about as noncommittal to things a football team. So it's kind of an interesting piece because I think part of it is in the background. You know, what's next? We've watched what Tampa is and look how old you've become. Applies to him to a degree, right? Because he's missing some throws and the timing isn't there. That would normally be part of that being the shoddy work of the offensive line up until the last couple of weeks, the ineffectiveness of the run game, guys in and out of the receiving core, etc. But when we look at the, the season as a whole, there's still potential to, to do some damage in the NFC. All wishing, wanting, and hoping. But going forward, right? How real was the flirtation and the stuff going Miami? Versus, hey, it's two guys hanging out on a yacht. Yeah, I know that sounds funny to hear, and it was funny to say it. That's why I did. Two guys hanging out on a yacht uh, talking about their futures. But if he goes back to New England, you talk about familiarity. You talk about Bill Belichick and a guy that they had that professional relationship. Yeah, you're going to butt heads time to time. But if it works, it works. And that's in any type of business. It's in any type of relationship. It's not always going to go swimmingly. Uh, but, you know, oftentimes you, you, one or the other has to just shrug and go, all right, there's other stuff to worry about, and you move forward. Now, some will just say, all right, this is the end of it, and we can get into his personal life as it's been transcribed to us through the newspapers and tabloids as much as you want to believe all the details there or how much he's worried in the photo section of page six about what Giselle's doing right now. 
Is that guy a trainer? Is it a friend? Because, you know, men and women can be friends, folks. Uh, but the <laughs> go on down the line, shocking, I know. But you still um, have to live that. You still have to live with everybody yeah. thinking, hey, dude. And you have to live with your teammates while looking at you going, dude, man, she's with the trainer, with the guy that was teaching her jujitsu. Dude, what's going on? I mean, you still have to live with that. You know, true or not, it's, here's these pictures that are out there that's, Okay, are they explained? Are they even? And, and yeah. sometimes people don't care about hearing the explanation. They just want look at the salaciousness of the story, and you have to live with that. Jason, I like yeah. how you called it jujitsu. Was that what it was? What did, what did he teach her? Was it jujitsu? Was it, what was he teaching her? Sure, Karate? you sure you can go with jujitsu. Sure. No, but that but that well, okay, that was legally or, or that was the story that what, what he was teaching was jujitsu. And was back jiu-jitsu. to Mike. Okay, very good. Yeah. Anyway, the the idea being that you, you want that familiarity from a football perspective, and with a hundred million to spend, you're damn right he's going to have more input on how it's spent. Because in Tampa, did we really get the sense that he got to direct traffic that way? Maybe a little bit, but not to the level that perhaps he he was comfortable with. And certainly, Super Bowls isn't uh, his. If he's not going to trust him in the final minutes to be able to make a throw down the field, call a timeout, etc. Again, it goes back to the Tom Brady should have called the timeout, and then if Bulls wanted to fight about it, uh, then they could have had it out on the sideline. Going back to my Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur thing uh, of, well, the game against the the Buccaneers a couple years ago. Uh, but for, for Brady, now it's what, what's the next phase that's going to make him happy if he's going to play another year or two? And going back where the terminology, the working relationships, and everything are clean and well-established. And who knows, uh, if things go really badly, Josh McDaniels might be back again too. Oh, sure. You could see everybody. The band could get back together. Right? See I mean, what I did there? I got him fired. You did. You did. That, that was very nice. Very nice. Uh, but no. But look, the, the band gets back together. I mean, that that's really what it is. I mean, you can you can see every time you you think this is why you say never say never. Oh, he's never going to go back to New England. Okay, yeah. In theory, you can see that, but you don't know what life holds for you. I don't. I don't think Brady thought, hey, when I'm going to move to Tampa, we're going to get divorced. I'm going to get divorced. I'm going to have to worry about living my life in different places again. Now I got to I got to do things differently. Now I got, I got other things. I got kids. I got to worry about. So yeah, maybe going back suddenly that's not that. You can't just say no to it right away. And the more you think about it, the more it becomes a pull. And if they want him back, hey, I could see Brady going back. Strictly personal. All, all about the, you know, the football thing. You can find football anywhere. You can find good football in San Francisco. But can you find the combination of football and home life, which he really wants a balance of, can you find that anywhere but New England? That's why I like the Patriots. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. It's a big night in the NBA. Devin Booker, 51 points through three quarters, not been needed in the fourth quarter for the Suns. The Knicks come close, can't make free throws. They fall to the Bucks. Are things getting better for the Lakers? Will things ever get better for the Warriors? Joining us now on the hotline. Nobody better to break it down. Fox Sports 1, NBA insider extraordinaire. You check out his On the Ball podcast as well. He's on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. It is the aforementioned Rick Buecher. What's happening, buddy? How are you, man? What is happening? Happy holiday to you, gentlemen. Is that was is that is that a shot at me tonight because Drew Holiday had a big night against the Knicks? Is that are you doing this already? You already to me? Happy holiday, you doing that to me? <laughs> well, who else would do it to you? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I mean, I ha- it's been a couple weeks I think since we have met here at our appointed hour, and um, and I figured you know it was about time somebody needed to come around, and Drew helped me out. He set me up, so here we are. He did. You could have mentioned Grayson Allen. You know, honestly, I I can't even believe you asked that question. Like, really? (laughs) Really? I mean, you laid it up and he dunked it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rick Rick was hanging on the rim. He got his technical, and then he still smiled and waved at the ref. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Slap the backboard, and here we go. Let's go. 
You, you, you would be I, – I think, Rick, I think you are that guy who would hang on the rim, get the tee and let go and go, what? What? I wasn't hanging on the rim. I think you would do that. Oh, There was a guy under me. <laughs> what do you mean? Would do that. <laughs> I, in, in various forms throughout my life, I have done that in situations. Okay. <laughs> may, not have had, may not have involved the backboard and a rim, but I trust you. I've done the wrong thing and then stared somebody down and said, what? What? <laughs> He's now added a uh, small Nerf backboard to on the uh, set of all TV shows he will do from now on and after he makes a point. <laughs> Rick dunks it and stares. Yeah. All right, so let, let's yeah. start here before we get into individual teams because I know you're, you've been hot on this. Is the Western Conference really good and deep or is it just not very good? It's kind of hard to yeah. tell right now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's muddled for sure. And I don't. I, I, it's a great question because I've been talking to a lot of uh, GMs and scouts and people around the league with December 15th coming up and the possibility of, you know, we're, we're a quarter of the way into the season. And so this is the time where teams sort of have a, an, a sense of who they are and are they, all, are they who they thought they hoped they would be? And if not, do we need to make a move? And I think one of the reasons why you're not hearing a whole lot in terms of teams making a move is because if you look at the Western Conference, it is so muddled. Nobody feels like they're breaking away from the pack or I mean even the Lakers for where they are, they're what, five games out of first place. So they they can live by uh, I think it would be an illusion, but 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 the idea that hey we're we're really not that far out of it. And so I but I don't think I think the class of the league right now, without question, is in the Eastern Conference. Uh the, the Phoenix Suns have been very good. Uh, clearly the best team in the West. But we still have questions in terms of what they're going to be uh, without uh, Chris Paul. And I know they've done a lot of this without Chris Paul. But, I mean, as far as a playoff team, the teams that I think are for real and are demonstrating that they are for real are in the Eastern Conference with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics right now. I think the West is is wide open, but it's wide open because um, every team has a flaw of some kind, and it's just a matter of whether it's going to show up or when it's going to show up. Well, to that, in that vein, let's stay in the Western Conference with the Warriors, uh, like so many teams sitting around uh, 500. Now just behind yeah. the once-hot and sizzling Utah Jazz uh, as we <laughs> look at the standings. Uh, but uh, are they fixable without having to make a, a larger move with those young guys? They're not giving them the minutes you would expect, so uh, yeah. many weary miles on those older legs. Yeah, no, and and I just don't know where they're going to get the bench if they don't develop those young guys. If Kaminga, uh, Wiseman's now with the G League, but Kaminga, Moody, like you can't – somebody said to me at the beginning of the year that for the Warriors to have a chance to repeat, they needed one of those guys to have like a Jordan Poole breakout year in terms of what Poole became last year. And we certainly have not seen that. I would say that Kaminga is showing flashes – of being able to do that. But the, the, the bigger issue for me is that they are just not, defensively, they're nowhere close to what they used to be. I think we always think of them as being this offensive juggernaut, but they were number one in the league in defensive rating last year. And that's been a hallmark of all of their championship teams. And right now, I think last I checked, they were 22nd and that was an improvement over 27th four or five games ago. And it's not just the young guys. 
It's the fact that Clay Thompson is, I mean, he made his name being one of the best two-way players, uh, wing players in the league, and being the guy who took the tough defensive assignments so that, so that Steph didn't have to. Well, Clay, Clay is a shadow of what he once was defensively. I mean, teams go at him at will and score. And then you don't have Andre Iguodala in the, there anymore. He was another defensive stopper. And Draymond Green can still get it done. He can get it done in spurts. And so, it, and then Jordan Poole is not a defender at all, does not even attempt to be a defender. So right. you're looking at a team that used to have, like, all of these stout wing defenders. Now it, they're at a deficit. And I don't know, like, Kaminga can be a very good defensive player, um, Moody, uh, okay. I just don't know how you replace what they've lost in Clay Thompson not being the same and Andre Iguodala not being available at all. I think we lost Jason. He is he is dipped away. Uh, Jason Smith Show with Mike Armand here, Fox Sports Radio. Rick Buecher on the hotline with us here. Follow him on Twitter as you do at Rick Buecher joins I, I, us. I'm here. Tom Thibodeau just texted me saying he wanted he wanted Rick Buecher to call him after after his hit with us. So that, oh. I had, that's that, fine. I had to return that text real fast. That's what happened. Is he going? Is he going to make a deal for Clay Thompson? <laughs> or get somebody to cover Grayson Allen? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Too soon. Oh. Too soon for that man. Too soon. Hit him, hit him, hit him where it hurts. Yeah. Uh, hey, so Rick, uh, you know, I know it's 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 very difficult to say this because you, you, everything we've seen for the past eighteen months says no. But are the Lakers getting a little bit better? Are they getting? I mean, with AD yeah. and how good as he's been, yeah. it's been awesome. Are are they getting better? Is this just they've won a couple of games? How do you see them right now? No, I I think what you said is exactly right. They've gotten a little bit better. They are they are winning games. They're beating teams that they should beat now. San Antonio. Uh, I have to look at who else they they played recently. I mean, they should beat Indiana, and they did they did not. That hurts. Um, so uh, they, they are, you know, Russ coming off the bench and doing what he's doing, uh, AD being available, LeBron being available, like they're playing a little bit better. Is it enough for them? Cause we immediately go from, they're playing a little bit better or they could be in the playoff picture. Lakers fans immediately go to, Oh, we just, we're one move away from being title contenders again. They're not that. And, and, and they sort of have the opposite issue that the Warriors have, which is the Lakers simply are so poor defending the three and shooting the three, and there's no getting around that. Like, that's such a big element of the game now, and they don't have the requisite pieces or talent on that team to change that. And so can they be a little bit better? Yes, but are are they going to, like – move up into the top four or five teams in the West, as muddled as it is, every team that I look at, I can say, well, there's reasons to believe they're going to get better. Either they're young and they, or they have new pieces or there's some element where you say they're, yeah, they're kind of muddling. The Clippers, for example, the Clippers are just kind of, muddling along they're not healthy and shows that the depth that they have that they're still uh still have a winning record um like what what do i look at to say the lakers can take 
yet another step from what they've already done from the beginning of the year. That I, I and I'm just I'm just being realistic here. Like what else, uh, I think AD and LeBron are are playing very efficient, effective basketball. Are you going to ask them at this point that they have to go to yet another level, and is that going to make a difference? I just don't see how. Rick, earlier you alluded to the Celtics as one of the teams standing above everybody in the Eastern Conference, started the season four and three, uh, and have since lost once uh, as you you flow through this. Uh, Do they have enough depth uh, on this squad? Because I look at most nights, it's the starting five dominating and maybe one guy off the bench like tonight. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a fair question. I think getting Robert Williams back is a big piece. They're their lack of size once we get to matchups in the postseason um, is is potentially an issue if Robert uh, is, is not healthy and available. But uh, you know, overall, I just you know Peyton Pritchard doesn't get consistent minutes, but when he does, he's able to contribute. They have a number of guys who had the opportunity to show what they could do in the postseason last year. So we may not be seeing it right now, but I think there's enough depth there for for them to come through. And the biggest thing is just you can't tell me that Jason Tatum, looking at the way he's playing now versus the way he played in the finals against the Warriors, was not dealing – I don't remember if it was a shoulder injury or what it was, but he clearly was not 100% because he played with nothing close to the aggression – that he's playing with now, particularly when it comes to attacking the rim. And defensively, um, I feel like he's taken another step forward. And Marcus Smart seems to have, I don't know, you know, I don't know whether he's taking, what, what's the, there's the, the, the Calm app, like the meditation app. I think Marcus uh, uh, may have uh, subscribed to that because um, his efficiency has, uh, has gone another level. I just, there's two ways the teams can go when they lose in the finals, they can either feel like oh, we got to the top of the mountain and we didn't finish the deal. And that exhaustion can just take them under. They can think we, we missed our best chance or it can light a fire under them. They can they say, we, we missed an opportunity and we're going to get back there like the Spurs did against the Miami heat. Um, we're, we're, we're motivated by missing out. And I feel like that's what's happened with the Boston Celtics. And I got to give a lot of credit to Joe Mazzulla in picking up um, where uh, his predecessor left off and that he had, he didn't allow the, the cloud surrounding the team as a result of Ime Odoka. Like he hasn't changed anything, but in some ways it's, it's, it's good. He's, he's like, he's just steadied the ship and kept them, going with with what they had and allowed the players to shine and so i'm uh, i'm really excited and loving everything that i'm seeing from from the boston celtics i think they're for real rick lastly is tatum the mvp right now is it luca is it future nick shy gilders alexander like who's the mvp right now anthony davis you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it, it it can't be it can't be luca just because of the record like the numbers are good, but I'm watching him. I mean, I got to give it to Giannis before I would give it to Luca. I just saw those two go head to head, and um, you know what I love about Tatum is 
He does it at both ends of the floor. Giannis does it at both ends of the floor. If you want to give it to Tatum right now or make him the, you know, put him in the pole position, I have absolutely no problem with that. I would say for me, between uh, it's between Giannis and Tatum and whoever else you want to fill out, um, feel free. Some people want to put Devin Booker in there. I I, I would not, but um, but for me, yeah, it's it's Tatum and Giannis at the top. How about this one for my own personal giggles? Last two games, 68 points, 23 rebounds. Unfortunately, a 113-107 loss to Brooklyn tonight. How much did the Knicks miss Kristaps Porzingis right now? <laughs> Jerk. You know, Kristaps, every he, he does this. It, it, it's, um, he's somewhere <laughs> across, he's across between a unicorn and a Haley's Comet. Like, he's a unicorn, like... On, in leap years or something. Every once in a while, he'll give you one of those performances go, oh, yeah, man, that guy could be really good. But the problem is, is it's just not consistently there. So, once you know, there aren't a whole lot of things, as we all know, there aren't a whole lot of things that the Knicks have done right. But moving off of Kristaps was certainly one of them. He is our own Haley's Comet Unicorn. It's Rick Buecher. He's on Twitter. <laughs> At Rick Buecher. Check out his On the Ball podcast as well. Uh, latest episode, Can James Wiseman Be What the Warriors Need Him to Be in Time? That's at FoxSports.com. Rick, as always, buddy, appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Cam Reddish, yo. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Any first responder will tell you never try to beat a train. After braking, it can take a mile for a train to completely stop. So when you come to a rail crossing, stop because trains can't. If you remember a couple of months ago, we told you exactly how things are going to play out for the Yankees and Aaron Judge, right? In the midst of his big season, 62 home runs, winning the MVP. Because remember, I told you before the season he was going to win AL MVP, and he did. Uh, the Yankees are preparing for life without him. Right, Randy Levine, team president, said it's going to be up to Aaron if he wants to stay. Dodgers, yeah. And uh, that's how we're going to pursue things after the season is over. What did I tell you was going to happen at the end of the season? The Yankees are going to come out with an offer that was a good one, but not nearly what the final offer is going to wind up being. They were going to watch Aaron Judge waffle at it because he could get more money and the Yankees would move on. And they would say, we made a big offer. He doesn't want it. He wants more money from other teams, so we're going to move on. But we want to make it look like we made a big offer for him because he is the MVP. He's been a Yankee. It would look really bad. We don't want to have to tell people, hey, we didn't even make an offer for Aaron Judge. So what happens today? The story is, quote, leaked that the Yankees offered Aaron Judge eight years and $300 million. Better than the offer they made to him earlier in, in the season, which he turned down. Why are we getting this? Why have we not heard any leaked numbers for anybody else? Why are we getting this from Aaron Judge? This is so the Yankees can have it out there. Hey, we offered him eight years and $300 million, but by anybody's estimation, any expert, any team, that's not going to be enough, right? Even the New York Post that had the story today, that would be the starting point. Yeah, this is the last offer the Yankees are really going to make. Even though they said, oh, we could go higher depending on what the offer is going to be, this is their last offer. And it's kind of a take-it-or-leave-it offer. If he takes it, great. We have him for money. We're okay spending, and we keep Aaron Judge. But we're not going to get in a big-time uh, bidding war for him, and we're more than okay with him leaving because he's going to make more money and get more money than we want to spend for him. So watch watch this be the last offer that the Yankees put out there, and if he waffles, he's going to talk to the Giants about it and everything else. Then you're going to see the Yankees back off, go after other players. You're going to see teams being a little bit more ruthless this offseason and not saying, hey, all our eggs are in your basket to go give you a ton of money. The Yankees put their offer out there because they wanted to get it on record. We tried to bring him back, but when it's not enough, and suddenly the Giants offer him $50, $60 million more, he's going to wind up being a Giant. Well, that's the curiosity of, of what does Aaron Judge want, right? Clearly non-committal during the regular season. Hey, we got to this point. We saw what the, what happened at, 
when he when he had his hearing and where the money settled for this year. So he played on a huge discount to what the open market uh, dollars and cents should have been. And now we're at, at this point of, all right, look at what your options may be. The Dodgers, we've talked about it, the moving of bets, and then Bellinger leaves and this. The dominoes work, and, and they always have plenty of money uh, that they can go Straight to cash, homie. at any point. right? <laughs> so if it, if it is truly a, all right, I want the most money, well, then the Dodgers probably win out. Uh, and then you have the Giants, the hometown, all of that that we've been talking about with Tom Brady, whatever else, you know, how much value does that have? I would remind him, you know, from a baseball, if I'm advising him, uh, the money, good. What what are we playing for? Are we also playing for legacy and what you are in history? Because going and playing in those ballparks is not going to be your friend. In San Francisco, in Los Angeles, down at Petco, uh, even Colorado is not the home run uh, party that it once was. Right, so playing in in that division might mute some of those power numbers. I'd also tell him to look at his home home and road splits throughout his career. He bats thirty four points higher. They're gonna home. move the Dodgers will move the the outfield fence in fifty well, feet. Well, they, they might judge. they might already be doing that right now. <laughs> Bulldozers <laughs> are there. Might already be looking at dimensions. But but the point is like there's these other factors that that need to go in play as to what you can continue to do with your career because you're gonna make a pile of money. You're gonna make a mountain of stay in New York and put up numbers that get you to legend status. Well, you're making uh, the crazy ass money off the field uh, as well for that Yankee brand. Even though I know every executive that stepped forward going, he's got to think about what that means. I think he, legitimately he does. It doesn't need to come from officials within uh, talking to the media though. Twitter and how about a fresca? Mike it's Stolen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Look, it's not like. It, it, it's it's definitely a nuanced thing because you can't just make an offer and make it look like you want to bring him back because it gets embarrassing because people know, okay, they really don't want to bring this guy back. But the Giants, nobody's getting involved in an Aaron Judge conversation unless you know you're ready to spend $350 million, right? There's no, hey, would you take two years and $50 million? Just, oh, really? Oh, we, I'm sorry. We, sorry, we wasted our time. No one's getting involved in that conversation. Oh. Right, it, 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 if you have but, that money, so you know the Giants are going to offer more money than that. You know, right, that but we also get start, to the point you know of all right. More a, that. this is a report, and it's a feeler to see reactions. We do this all the time, right? This guy's up for a coaching job. This guy's up and might get traded. Let's let's see what how people react. The whole Odell Beckham Jr. thing. Hey, there might be a mystery team. Who could it be? Which team's in desperate need of a wide receiver? Coming up next. I mean, that's what we do. (laughs) And we're doing the same thing with the contracts. Behind the scenes, he may have talked to seven teams already. You have no idea. Well, I, the White Sox are going to claim they were in on it, though. I can promise you that. Oh, yeah, they'll be the mystery. The, oh, you know what? Listen, hey, your White Sox are always the great no. mystery team. And they'll throw it out Darren. to Bob Nightingale or somebody that yeah. they went aggressively, just like they did for Jose Abreu. Dude, you are a great <laughs> mystery team. You are a great mystery team. I'll give The that White Sox were really in it until the end. Sure they were. Twitter and how about a fresca? Mike, it's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I mean, the Yankees, they want Judge to go, and this is their strategy. Dodgers, yo. Coming up next, does Aaron Rodgers listen to our show every night? That's next in the Tyrac.com studios. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.